listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You want to sip more on my living room flow? Play Nintendo with Caesar Leo. Pick up my phone, say Papa not home. Sex all night, mad head in the mall. Spin my V, smoke all my weed. Tattoo on TT saying B-I-G. Now check it. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. I know um, that one. Host? That was Biggie. Mm-hmm. I haven't introduced you yet. I'm sorry. With your host, Rod and... Karen, I'm sorry. I got excited because I was like, shit, I know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's right get money um you know one of the all-time classic big joints uh when he was trying to gas up junior mafia and everybody had to pretend like they was all good but we only really wanted to hear Lil kim and that's it nobody and, else uh, mattered and notorious big so um but yeah this is the blackout tips podcast comedy podcast you know how we do it mm-hmm. um this is the feedback show saturday morning yes yep. we play all the feedback that people sent in to talk to us about the show and how we did and all the stuff that happened throughout the week and leave that commentary and uh you know we play it on the show um we do sir uh of course uh the uh contact information is at the blackoutters.com go to the about section there you go that's how you get in contact with the show very simple very easy uh, a lot of people have been reaching out this week. Thank you sincerely to everybody that did. A lot of people yes. donated this week. I uh, appreciate that, man. We um, do. Sincerely. Uh, uh, it's definitely a big help. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I saw a bunch of people sending emails and voicemail. So it might be a little bit of a long show. We'll see if we can open up the phone lines or not. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. First things first, though, I want to give props to the people that gave us some money because... Uh, <laughs> They are literally the reason we're here now. Um, uh, uh, yes, really though. Tamika H, she hit us with the donation. She started up a new automatic uh, recurring donation. Thank you, girl. See you next month. Thank you, Tamika. Hey. Um, Russell J, he hit us with the recurring donation. Thank Russell, you, Russell. That's much. an old school name. That sound like an uncle, a great uncle name. Ain't too many Russells around here no more. Mm hmm. Uh, Janie, I think she likes to go by Dancy, but I'll just say Janie for now. She hit a recurring donation. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Larian. Tippy Award winner. Tippy Award winner. I had to mail him his Tippy Award. Now I have plenty of time to mail it. Hell yeah. I used to have to send stuff to people. It's like, well, I get to it when I, you know, work. And, uh, it's now, on, and Larian is on his way, baby. Don't you worry. I can make a trip to the post office. Uh Maurice Novembre, uh, the man who shot Tubbs in season three. <laughs> uh, Miami Vice, he donated to the show. Thank you, Maurice. Uh, Brandon M., he hit us with the one-time donation. Thank you very much, Brandon. Uh, we appreciate it. We do. All the way out of uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Clark Marcus, he hit us with the recurring donation. Yeah, be nice to those kids. You know, they got spring break. Don't be locking the school down. Yeah, Kid Ray got in from the inside, Mr. Clark. So uh, you, <laughs> you need to do a better job. You know. Put the bet down, sir. Put the bet down. And don't forget, contrary to popular belief, I'm still the head nigga in charge. Um, <laughs> uh, Marvin B., he hit us with the current donation. Yes, Marvin B. Yes, sir. Uh, Professor LCH sent us a, a donation. She said, Professor LCH here, TBGWT, got my itty-bitty royalties checked today via direct deposit. Who knew it was coming today? So she didn't even know it was coming. She made it rain. She said, open the umbrella. I'm about to make it rain. Ha. Woo-hoo. Well, thank you for making it rain on us. Yes. We appreciate it. Thank you, mama. You know what I mean? Take it off. 
Jessica Kane, the official librarian of the show. Thank you, sweetie. She is with the recurring donation. Uh, my man Herb with the recurring donation, you know. Uh, of course, I don't know how old Herb is, but every time I hear a black man named Herb, Herb I assume he's in his 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Older. I assume, yeah. I assume he's an old man, coaches basketball. Oh, yeah. Plays pickup on, on Saturday yeah. mornings at the yeah. uh, park. coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fouls real hard. Oh, yeah. Your hand is the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody calls him Sarge. That's the kind of, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of black they man. They don't even call him mind. Mr. They be like, yes, sir, Sarge. Yeah, that's kind of black man I picture Herb being. Uh, B. Cole, Cubicle Negro, he hit us up with a recurring donation. Thank you, sir. Uh, Helen Van Lowe of the Esteen Van Lowe Foundation. Uh, yes. We thank you, ma'am. That always seems like somebody that would donate to like NPR. Like, yes. <laughs> the Van Lowe's Association. <laughs> um, the Van Lowe's gave us an iPod that we're going to have for a donation. If you donate this week, you will receive an iPod mini. Um, you have between now and 7 p.m. Your donations are welcome. This episode is brought to you by a prestigious grant from the Van Lowe Foundation. Uh, yeah, the, the, fan, the Van Lowe University. Saving you one you at a time. Like, <laughs> yes. Some kind of logo like that. Um, uh, also, uh, Professor LJ sent us another donation, Karen. She Two in it. a week. Thank you, sweetie. This is why we love you, lady. She said, happy birthday, Karen. Happy emancipation, Rod. So, Woohoo! No, put a positive spin on that thing. I'm free. Yes, yes. He free and I'm older all in the same time frame. It always is like that hand in hand. I'm free, but I'm going to come back for you like Chicken George, you know. Oh, yeah. Come back and get my family. Um, uh, and, of course, uh, we got a recurring donation from Mr. Span, who is moving out of Detroit. Yes. It's official. Yes, and I can't wait till he move because once he move, he'll start podcasting again, brother. I'm, I'm ready. You'll be podcasting free. You free and Roger free. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he's out of Detroit. And me uh, too, sir. Hopefully, this means that uh, you know, he doesn't have to duck strays and talk about how many guns he owns constantly. I know. Yes. You know? It's like I think he only does that because he lives in Detroit and he wants all the people that might listen to his podcast to know. No, don't fuck with me. Yeah, if they come to his house, they might get shot. I ain't that the truth. Uh, the homie Leonard brothers hooked us up with a donation. Thank you very much, LB. Thank you, putting it sir. down for the fam. Uh, two fish. Recurring donation. Oh my God, all this love. Yes, thank you. Uh, Paul Andre Joseph, uh, single malt liquor, uh, hit us with, um, <laughs> a, a one-time donation said, I hope things work out. It sucks being fired. I know it happened two times in my life, all by white people, racist ass crackers. Oh no, <laughs> this, these are his, his comments, people, his comments. Yeah, yeah, hopefully nobody from my job is. But I will be increasing my donation amount. It's long since past due that I did anyway. Thank you for your fantastic free entertainment that you and your wife provide. Paul Andre Joseph. Thank you very much, Paul Andre. Yes. I'll use that to go buy some of your alcohol and drink yes, away the pain. And, and Paul Andre Joseph sponsors the NFL programming that we're having right now. <laughs> um, you too can enjoy your wild wings and your <laughs> celery with some Paul Andre Joseph. <laughs> Now it sounds. I was thinking it was a prestigious scotch, but you drinking it at Wild Wings now it just sounds like a malt liquor or some shit. Oh my bad, my bad. Oh 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 oh. oh, oh. Andre Joseph Joseph malt liquor. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. Forty percent alcohol <laughs> by volume. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh we're going to be a scotch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sold where they sell for local. Just look, oh. check your local distributors. <laughs> no, 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 no. If, if we're going to be fancy with it, you know, it'd be like, hey, you know, you want a nice night with your lady? You know, want to go to Ruth's Cribs? Order some Paul Andre Joseph's. She Thank will you. know that you are a classy man. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's, that's better. That's a little better. Okay. Uh, and of course, <laughs> supervillain Maurice November also said, here's a little extra to get you and your wife through the transition to bigger, better things. Good luck and thanks for all your hard work. Thank you, man. Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate it, man. Seriously. Uh, Angela P hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you, Angela. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Courtney West, uh, CW hit us with that, that, uh, that, that recurring donation. Um, Glenn, Wait, is this Chantel? Chantel hit us with a returning donation. Woohoo! Uh, one time donation. She was on the show uh, a long time ago, man. Yeah, we, we gotta get her. Talked about uh, her nurse. husband in here. Yeah, man, they're big fans of the show. It's always weird because we know them in real life, and not too many people really hang out with us that know about the podcast in, or, in, in or listen life. to the podcast. Like a lot of people yes. know about it, but nobody listens to it. So when we sit down with her and her husband, um, matter of fact, he he hit us with a donation. Thank you very much, Kevin. Um. But uh, I've, it's, it's always kind of weird because like so uh, when you said that thing, it was funny. I'll be like, it was funny. That is right. Do you Never had I was, anyone say that was, to me in person. I was like, yeah, you you <laughs> you do you do listen to the show that, and, and that's why when stuff happened, they'd be mad. They'd be like, um, you could have gave us a call. We didn't have to find out that things happened through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. I heard you got in a car wreck on the podcast. So uh, that happened what five days ago? Is everything okay? Yes. You know, I appreciate the heads up, a text or something. Um, but uh, that is one thing though. If you keep up with the show, they know everything. Yes, they will. Yeah, I guess it would be a little creepy because they're gonna be like, next time they see me, like, so dogging porn, really? That 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 that's just what's driving them the out. Street. Just drive them out to the woods and fuck them, huh? That's what, <laughs> that's what you would that's do, what's sir. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Miss Christabel, she hit us with a recurring donation. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yes. Uh, Katan S says, What up, Rod and Karen? This is the official Q dog of the show. Miles Long, my porn name. <laughs> <laughs> this, this donation is long overdue, but I couldn't think of a better time to show some love now that Rod is working with Tommy from Martin. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> they, they're in the same cubicle. No. Ain't got no job, man. You ain't got no job. Anyway, love the show, and as always, keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. You you can keep that title until somebody else overranks you. Joy M, she hit us up. Uh, she's also known as Chalissa on Twitter. She hit us up with donation. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, Jeremy W, hit us with that donation. Thank hey, you. Are you serious, all these people? And, of course, the playmaker, Michael Irvin, recurring donation. Yes, we thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Underground uh criminal smooth criminal keith from <laughs> dallas hit us with a donation said please don't use my government on the podcast don't worry i got you smooth criminal this your boy keith from dallas have a good morning and good show you too thank you i uh, appreciate it uh keith and uh yes. you know, i won't i won't tell nobody your real name okay nobody's supposed to know who kaiser so say really is no we know it's you mm-hmm. a mysterious benefactor um all right man so we had comments on the show we had uh voicemails emails we had uh five-star reviews on itunes what you want to do first baby let's do the reviews all right um i believe last week okay so young classic 25 says boy you're the truth boy you're the truth five stars man i can't tell you how funny this podcast is rod and karen are the truth 
i'm still listening to podcasts from december and i'm cracking up all my baby mamas lol love y'all keep it up thank you young classic 25 thank you and uh yeah man get caught up man i appreciate you guys uh listening you guys have tons and tons of stuff to listen to now so uh thanks uh terry live says new fan five stars i recently began listening after hearing rod on the evening jones podcast bomani jones the show is fun and they don't shy away from discussing race and other taboo subjects rod and karen seem like a sweet couple smiley face well we are a sweet couple thank you mm-hmm. uh sweet couple of titties uh great <laughs> podcast five stars tjd 99 says uh, I mean, KJD said, 99 says, I love this podcast. The Blackout Tips was the first podcast that I was ever exposed to. It's like, we like Uh-oh. radiation. Oh, you in trouble now? Cause everybody say we the crack of podcast and you join us. You, you bound to find something else you like. Yeah, we the crack of podcast. And, uh, also, um, I think we should be the weed of podcasts, like a gateway drug. Oh, oh, oh. The crack of podcast seems like the end all of, of, of podcasts. Okay. I don't want to be the crack of podcast. Okay. I like to be the weed of podcast. We'll be your entry drug in the podcast. Yeah. Listen to two episodes, pass us around, you know? Yeah. Um, I have been a faithful listener for well over a year now. I just wanted to take the time out to show some love. Rod and Karen, thanks for all the hard work you guys put into this podcast. It is noticed and greatly appreciated. I see even greater things coming your way. Please keep up the great work. Continue to stay focused and encouraged. Thank you, KJ. Thank D- you, sweetie. 99. We appreciate it. Yes, and keep leaving us those five-star reviews, people. Yeah, if you haven't done so yet and you're listening to the show, uh, shame on you. You should feel bad, but I, I will love you again <laughs> if you just go leave us a five-star review. Yep, and people outside of the United States, please let us know because we don't know that iTunes is like, Mm-mm, you ain't in the United States. We have some comments on the actual website. Uh, I guess we'll do those first and then we'll do those voicemails. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 438 430 something these good grief um <laughs> 438 the 2012 tippies where we announced the winners of the tippies and uh uh karen swept it and i didn't win shit <laughs> i don't think you were nominated for anything was she? yeah people had a nerve to be like rod talks a lot he, it's, it's basically he talks too much and karen's not even there and then you go <laughs> look at the award section rod didn't win shit Thanks, Woo-hoo! people. Thanks for believing in me. I, want, I was on a streak, baby. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make the awards biased, so I didn't talk about my Chuck D impersonation that didn't make it. How did that not make it? The <laughs> Chuck D impersonation was good stuff, people. Uh, maybe we need to have our list, too, along with theirs. Yeah. I don't even think my white girls who stole from the Girl Scouts made it or my news reporter that was drunk. That, that was a good one. That was a good one, Son too. Son of a bitch. People don't like me. Uh, uh, so we had two comments on the show lr joiner says what's going on Roddy karen just caught the feedback show and wanted to touch on the rape topic oh yeah because we got into the rape the culture discussion mm-hmm. again um i forget if it was an email or something but they, they sent us off in that direction yeah. yeah first i'm glad that you guys continue to talk about rape and continue to shed light on a serious subject for men as a lawyer i think i can finally apply something i've learned to a real subject Using my knowledge of class action suits, I've come up with a way to think about sex that will help young men out here navigating those gray areas of sex. In class actions, there are generally two kinds. There's the opt-out class, where if you are part of the class of people suing, you have to get out of the class if you have a reason 
you want to sue the defendant on your own or you lose the right to file a suit against them. Okay. Sadly, I think that some men have this idea of sex. They feel like if a woman didn't say no or provide some tangible opposition to sex, then then having sex is 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 with them is okay. Instead, I think men need to have an opt-in mentality for sex. Mm-hmm. Opt-in classes. Well, yeah, exactly. Opt-in classes require plaintiffs to agree to be a part of the class that sues a defendant. If they don't, they aren't part of the class and have to sue on their own. This mentality would clear up a lot of gray area for dudes. Unless the woman, woman opts in or gives some verbal, unmistakable affirmation that she wishes to engage in and continue to have sex, then you're free to engage in it. Otherwise, you don't because she didn't opt in for it. Yeah. Also, also, LeBron is about to get that win streak, dog. Let the year LeBron continue. Well, this was early, and he didn't get the streak. But I, I, I like how people are treating being second ever in the NBA and the most wins in a row is somehow like a letdown. Like they didn't make it. It's like, yeah, well, they kicked twenty seven teams' asses in a row. No one else is even close to that this year. So um, it's hard. It feels very hard. Um, but yeah, man, um, that was kind of the thing we were talking about with. Uh, uh, you know, I've never had gray area sex with a chick and I don't want to. Um, even if Karen gets too drunk and Ka- sometimes Karen will try to act like, like, mm, let's do this. And I'm like, Ooh, 10 minutes later. Yeah. I'm like, you about to, I, I, I always, she's drunk. So I can just, I play this thing where I'm like, okay, baby, go get in the bed and I'll be in there in a second. No, he tell me go get in the bed. Party over. I am out like a light bulb. Yeah. I'm not fucking no drunk person, man. I'm good. Like, uh, I'm sure it's great for all you clubbers, but, uh, it does not <laughs> rock my socks. No, I'm literally out like a light bulb. He said, go get in the bed and, and I get the, get the rolling over in the bed, get the fill off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> HC says, damn, can't believe Rod got shut out of the tippies. I should have nominated Rod's Chub Rocket. Oh, I did Chub Rock. Remember when I was 1990? Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't get no nominations. What is wrong with y'all people? A Rod's <laughs> Chub Rock impersonation, but I thought it was just a personal favorite. Well, you should have nominated HC. Now look at me. Losing. I'm a loser. <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> I ain't got no job and I ain't got no tippies on my own show. <laughs> look at me. Yes, vagina wins again. <laughs> the poll for the show. The poll for the show is, have you ever gotten blackout drunk? Yes or no? Yes or no. Um, and uh, the results, I don't know if you're surprised by it or not, but 52% of people that listen to the show said yes. And 48 said no. So that's a lot of people that get blackout drunk. Um, oh, no. Or have gotten mm-hmm. blackout drunk. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Even though I drink and things like that, it's one of those things. I am alert. Like, literally, I'm alert. I'm functioning. You say run, I'm going to say, okay, and I'm going to put put one foot in the front of the other and take my ass off and go where I need to go. No, I no, I need to be functioning. Uh, finding Truth says, the only time is when I became a turtle. It is, became a turtle? I guess. It, is guess, he drunk when he it, wrote this? I guess they was in, got to get in their shell where they separate themselves from everybody. I'm assuming so, but that's what turtles do. They it is basically It is basically a drinking game. Oh, I was completely wrong. After the game, you get a handshake and a password. We mixed at least four different liquors together and was drinking a double shot for every wrong answer. I think I got eight of the ten questions wrong. We were drinking so fast that I felt sober after the game, but I don't remember what happened from about an hour after until the next day. They said I was talking about my friend's wife's tits. I was comparing (laughs) them to my wife's tits. 
in my mind i must have thought i was fine because i took a taxi home when they were offering me a ride home i threw up as soon as my mother opened the door (gasps) i didn't live with my mother at the time i don't know if i knew not to go home to my wife like that or i didn't remember my address my mother said i kept telling her to let me go to work i was supposed to go to work the next day wow Mm -hmm. Mm The tickler says it was my freshman year in college. Three of my friends and I put a bottle of Southern Comfort to bed in about 10 minutes. God damn. I remember going to a party and dancing with a girl and falling down on top of her. The next thing I remember is waking up on a bench outside the party with rain falling on my head and a pool of vomit at my feet. (gasps) Some other homies saw me and took me back to their place and kept me up drinking water for a few hours till they felt I wouldn't die or throw up anymore. That was the last time I got that drunk wow yeah and it's amazing that it's all men because i i know women who get uh, i know women that get real 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 drunk like yeah yeah they, they they do and they are but i know for me personally it's just something about me and my vagina and keeping it protected that i'm like nah nigga no yeah it's a fucked up world but it's also just uh i don't i don't i don't know what kind of stuff happens to women when they get that drunk or if you know what i mean you have to have people to take care of you people that yeah. are watching you and, like, and the thing about it is that for a woman if you're going to choose to do something like that be around people that you can trust i mean, I mean yeah. like like and, and my thing is that if you're going to do that especially being a woman it's one of those things where you go okay and, and i guess for me it's something like that i would do at home like i've never yeah. i've never got to the point where i could remember well what this happened. is this is a culture like a lot of people That's true. this is just part of their routine like I have friends that for, I don't know, seven or eight years at least that I knew them routinely got blackout drunk. Yeah, well, like, they literally could remember not, what happened, lost, yeah. lost control of their bodily functions. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. li- literally, they would, like, bar, bar, bar. You know, I woke up, we was in this club. I, I looked up, this girl was kissing me. I looked up, I had sex with this person. They don't even remember if they used condoms. It's like everything was just a big blur. Well, I don't know about the condom thing. They didn't tell me that, but um they did tell me like they invented a drink uh it was just red bull and vodka and it was called uh time machines and it was called a time machine because they would drink enough of them to black out and you come back two hours later like you know woo, what do we do no i don't want to be what we do mm-hmm. anthony animal thug tatum says no but i have ate a pint of ice cream before Ben and Jerry's milk and cookies. I took a bite, blacked out, and the whole pint was gone. <laughs> Shit, I got a fucking problem. Oh, I've been that, there too. That's my type of blackout right there. I've been there too, brother. Don't don't give up hope. You're not alone. Um, we also had another show, uh, Bow Down Bitches, episode four thirty nine, mm-hmm. um, where we discussed bathroom routines, talking trash at the YMCA, a bunch of stuff. Um, the uh, we had one comment on the show. Animal Thug says, it seems so many women have poo problems. Like poo shame, perhaps. Because ah! Karen was talking about using the bathroom and uh, she her random thought was about um, why do men use the bathroom in the morning and women don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I poo twice a day like clockwork. If I had a cold red, I'd go to a casino's handicapped single-star bathroom ah! and bring my baby wipes and take my shirt off like a high roller. Take your shirt off in a public restroom? I can't imagine. Can't even imagine. Um, the poll was, have you ever had cyber sex? Yes or no? Yes. 53%. No. 47%. So half the audience just about. Oh, over. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because it's, it's, it's such a common thing nowadays with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and all these public do- domains. And a lot of times people DM each other and stuff like that. And, and the thing about it is that, yeah, a lot of times you only have to tell people that you've had sex. We know, especially if y'all fall out because y'all were best friends. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, fuck that nigga, fuck that bitch. I like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Well, the takeler says two words, black planet. And yeah, I gave two of them the D in real life. So we had cyber sex and then a couple of them, he actually managed to bone in the real, real life. life. Um, <laughs> is this those chicks you met on the internet? <laughs> no, we really <laughs> met. Um, Eddie Long says, Oh, you know, I think I have. It all started on a warm night in July. I had finished a fine, fine sermon and was feeling a little randy. So I told him, probably, probably was feeling a little oh, randy. Oh, a real randy. Yeah, a real, a real. Little, little randy. Little, yeah. So I told Miss, the missus I was going to lay down. But little did she know I was going to lay it down cyber style. Oh, Lord. So I went on my favorite site, put on my credit card and the captain and went on to buildabear.com. It was amazing. Splat our skeet skeet. <laughs> stay off them build a bell work site. Yep. People stay stay off of there. Um and we I think we talked about the Gigolo judging article. Uh, I don't remember if I read all the comments though. No, you didn't. Okay, so we might as well read the comments to this poll because mm-hmm. so many people had so much What's to say. say. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell about what the poll was. Yeah, I didn't read it. Yeah, yeah. The poll was the female condom weird and creepy, or I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, this is from um, Axe Rod P. Mm-hmm. This is from Ask Rod P. Of course, you know it's the advice column that I do about love, life, and relationships, and giving people. Uh, life coaching. Um, that as long as they have questions, I I I, I have the time to answer them and uh, write some long style, long form uh, blog post to help people out in their daily lives, man. And mm-hmm. this one was my first in the series uh, about the female condom um, and gigolo judging, uh, where a lot of men are shamed into not having female protection on them. And uh, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, it would be sexist. But apparently, it can't be sexist against men, right? <laughs> um so the female condom the poll was weird and creepy or i don't see anything wrong with it weird and creepy got 15 percent. i don't see anything wrong with it 85 percent our audience is so progressive yes they are so i like about y'all when y'all agree with me <laughs> sad to see that i'm glad to see that these men were not shamed by these women out of carrying female condoms i'm glad to hear that guys rachel says well as they are my only two choices i have to go with there's nothing wrong but the honest truth is that i've never even seen a female condom let alone have any idea how to use it but contraceptive contraception is always a good idea yes it is well rachel oh she said smiley face but rachel you have a vagina there's no excuse for you not knowing how to put on a condom okay i have (laughs) <laughs> I, have a, I have a penis. I know how to put on a male condom. I I, I don't know how to put on a female. And, and you know what? I think if they really pushed female condoms like they did male condoms, it's one of those things where the culture would change. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's, I don't even know where to get them. When I go to the grocery store, I don't see the female condom section. I see all males. Don't let the man 
tell you which kind of condom you need to use, ladies. Now that's a true statement. Okay. All right, don't let the the government push down their pro penis condom agenda on you. Nothing wrong with your body. Nothing wrong with a female condom, ladies. Uh, Abby zero one one zero says, "I had to watch a video of it. I'm with Karen. That thing looks huge. However, after the video, I can see why it looks kind of huge." I would give it a try with a partner I trust, but honestly, the design of it needs some work to me. I hope there are different sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, every every woman's internal ain't made the same. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny because it'd be the opposite of male condoms. It's like you go buy it's like, uh, where are your, your parachute size? Where are your extra wide con uh, female condoms? Yeah, um, like, oh, oh, one of those, lady, hot yeah. dog down the hallway, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i need a uh i need assistance on aisle five customer wants extra wide female condoms extra wide please come to the register to help us out yes and that'd be very embarrassing like oh so yeah he can get his whole hand in there i see you mm-hmm. like, oh lord have mercy mm-hmm. um chris doyle says regarding the condoms that's a battle not worth fighting until we get better educated on f- the female condom i'm fighting it now chris okay i don't want to hear that shit you telling me that women, <laughs> their brains are too small to understand the concept? I disagree. Nay, I say women are capable of doing anything a man can do. They can fight on the front lines of battle. Why can't they wear <laughs> protection for themselves? Hmm? It's just easier for us to use male condoms. Wow, this dude is so sexist. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's easier for men to use condoms than women to use condoms. That's the kind of world you want to live in, Chris come on man women are strong and they can put on condoms too yes they can women are giving up any are, aren't giving up in wait women are giving up any ground on this issue so although i agree with you as in theory rod realistically them heifers ain't gonna wear no female condom look he calling y'all heifers ladies this is who y'all want on y'all side <laughs> As for the article oh, you referenced. Oh, no, it's one of those things where, like you, I think you said, you got to look to see who's supporting you and go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This ain't the dude I would want on my fight, my battle. As for the article you referenced, I actually see the point Shay B was trying to make. He even is with Shay B, y'all. Oh, no, no. See, you thought you had an ally. You're like, mm-hmm, yes, tell him, baby. And now y'all like, no, not this nigga. No, not Shay B. He, he simply lacked the ability to articulate it properly. However, Mm-mm. even if he'd done so, he would have still been shouted down for the simple fact that the more popular and appealing stance is that women should be able to be just as sexually carefree as men with no stigma attached. And that is a very popular public stance for men and women to take. Public stance? Okay. However, in the real world, that isn't the case. As liberal-minded as many men say they are in a vacuum, when the same thing applies to their lives, that liberal mindset goes just so far. I think Chris is talking about himself. Mm. I think we're we're learning a lot about Chris, man. Like, honestly, I think he started to, like, I think when when people write stuff like this where they're like, let me tell you how it really goes for everybody. They really mean for them. them, Yeah. Like, honestly. Yes, for you, for you yourself, yes. For example, a man can be the biggest womanizer in the world, but when he settles down, by and large, his past is largely overlooked, even by women, provided he conducts himself properly and puts his hoish ways aside. All is forgiven not always true he just met the right woman however flip the scenario to a woman and even women continue to denigrate her and hold her promiscuous past up as a warning of things to come is that true do women do that to uh to, like if if you get married and you used to sleep around um are people like well she's just a hoe and she gonna always be a hoe and men, men and women like that like and that's one of those things when it comes to sex and sexuality uh 
men are have a tendency to be be more forgiving for their sexual past than women. Mm-hmm. It's almost like anything a woman, I'll put it like this, unless she's a virgin, anybody that she slept with in her sexual past, she's automatically considered a hoe. Well, like, like literally. And so it's one of those mm-hmm. things where uh, men can do this and nine times out of ten it's going to be okay but if a woman do the same thing even if they've changed they no longer do these things or, or whatever the case may be is this this the um, the feeling that people have uh towards a woman is more harsh and even women are hard on women about sex and sexuality a lot of times I, harder I, than men i think that might be true to an extent but i kind of disagree because there's a lot of married former hoes a lot. Yeah, yes, there is. Like, yes, there is. A lot. Men and women. Yes. A whole lot. Like, I, I saw someone on Facebook saying, like, how come all the girls that was hoes in high school are married and I'm still single? It's like, um, cause, you know, it's kind of like, you kind of got to get out there and meet some people in one way, you know, sometimes the end result of that is some fucking, and it's not the end of the world. And if you can keep a healthy mindset about you, it doesn't make you, uh, less valuable as a person. And in a lot of chance, in a lot of ways, uh people uh open up to you more and people get to know you more and they actually uh dig that and so it, you know unless you're fucking with a type of dude that is a slut shamer a whatever yes unless you're fucking with that type of dude you'll probably be fine there's a lot of dudes out here married to women that used to get around and get it in and And they don't care and i feel like this is a lot a lot of this is a black thing anyway because we're so conservative about sex because Uh, almost all my white friends are married to somebody that somebody else has fucked in that crew the truth and it's not a big deal it doesn't come up it doesn't mean she's gonna be a good mom it's like a completely different mindset you know culture yeah um but like oh you fucked oh shit did the whole world go in because you had some sex Anyway, he says, essentially, once a hoe, always a hoe. Like it or not, from the societal standpoint, women are expected to be morally superior to men. And when they aren't, they're judged harshly for it, especially by other women. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how it is now. Now, I I definitely have a problem with that because that's not always true. Mm. Um, there are some hoes, some real good hoes, some hoish of the hoes that were really, really good at their job. Mm. Uh, being a hoe, male and female. Mm. And people can change. Cause I promise you, the person that wrote this letter, you ain't the same person you was when you 16. You changed, right? You, you, you matured, right? You grew mm. up, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. And, uh, I do think he's right about, uh, the expectation in society of women to be morally superior to men. That's all that, like, that is something we're pushed down as children till we're adults in movies. It is everywhere that somehow women always have like this untouchable morality that centers their lives and you know women go to church more often than men stuff like that so i get how that point but we're strictly talking about um people going out and um carrying condoms remember yes like where this all started is not like her be a woman carrying a condom does not make her a hoe no it does not and just being prepared for the act for the possibility of sex at is, all times like and that's why shape b doesn't have a point and it's kind of why you don't have a point because you lost the track of the original message which is well if a woman carries protection on her for sex then obviously she's fucking everything moving she's a hoe now and she's uh she's not gonna be a good wife and society's gonna look down on her 
and it's just not the truth it's, um, there's, uh, you know women who carry condoms in that person it's none of your fucking business because you don't that's the like, truth. like they don't tell you they don't well, it's not like if a woman has a condom in her purse she's like goes to pay for the meal and 12 condoms fall out and she's like oh my condoms everywhere well looks like everybody knows all i do is fuck like it's really not that big a deal and even if she does it's her business yeah i guarantee that you know dudes who carry condoms and they're probably uh cracked out and rusted by now but they just keep them because and that's another reason why women should carry condoms because some dudes let them shit sit and expire and Mm -hmm. ain't no good and shit like that nope carry your own fresh condoms toss them shit out when they expire and go buy some more uh like it or not from a side okay i think i said that um we men and women expect women to be more responsible more upstanding because they are the ones who can become mothers and because many men have that ideal of what a good woman is or what a woman deserving of queenly treatment is too many men a woman too many men a woman who conducts herself in a classy by man's definition get treated differently once again this sentence kind of got fucked up i don't too many men a woman who conducts herself in a classy by men's definition get treated differently once again i'm not saying it's right but that's just what it is what shay b should have said before making his declarative statements about the difference between a man a woman and a lady is i believe or to me sort of like when scientists say what happened in the past and all they have to go on off uh all they have to go off of is their theories well that wouldn't yeah. be a scientist and, and the whole, the but whole, hold on wait scientists don't go off don't have all they have to go off is their theories no they got scientists are scientists because they, they go off facts. of evidence and science to to formulate a theory or a a hypothesis not their personal opinion yeah it's not just like you know what uh i think aliens did it all right next uh next up for the scientists we're gonna solve diabetes you know it's not i don't think that's how it works no i don't think so either And, and i guess and i guess for me the the whole problem is that when it comes to a lady and a woman Everybody got their own definition. Why can't they all be the same thing? I don't know. But for some reason, we have to separate the two and make the two sound different in our minds. And that's the problem. And Chebby's whole argument is very idiotic. It's very uneducated. It's very stupid. It's very dumb. Um, It's very insulting to women. Um, but at the same time, he claims he's quote unquote helping women. You're not helping women. All you, all he's doing is keeping a lot of ignorant ass, dumb ass stereotypes that men have and women that believe the bullshit he's putting out there believe in too. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Um, he also says, uh, sort of like when sign, okay, they should probably throw in a well placed we think or evidence suggests before. Um, well, that's kind of different because evidence suggesting something is different than just coming up with a theory like Shay B did. Uh, his beliefs, though narrow-minded, are his. Well, so are all idiot beliefs. Yes, they are. So is racism is a belief that's narrow-minded, but it's the clans. But then you implement it and spread it through a bunch of other people, and we get to give our opinions on the idiotic simple-mindedness of your uh, ideas. ideas. That's right. Um, you put it out there, it gets to be criticized. You know, it's like this show. We put out a lot of shit. If somebody says, oh, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, that's par for the course. It's just what happens. Yep. Um, and I don't think this motherfucker knows what he's talking about. Nope. But he's not alone in that thought process. A lot of men agree with that thought process. A lot of women agree with them. A lot of people thinking something doesn't make it right, though. Ain't that the truth? And uh, your opinion can be wrong. And like I've said before on the show, I don't have to respect somebody's opinion just because mm-hmm. they have it. Ain't that the truth? Um, like everybody, respect everyone's opinion. Give everybody a say. Mm-hmm. Nah, fuck that. Uh, this is stupid. And I think like the defense you took of it 
is exactly what he wanted you to take we wanted you to go off the deep end and take equate a woman carrying condoms to with, with being a hoe yes that's, that's what the, he wanted you to go and that's the whole point and the whole point we go and and, the, and i think the whole thing that really frustrates me about it is this woman and condom and woman and sex automatically goes hand in hand and a lot of people don't know how to just say okay should she carry a condom yay nay keep it moving it's all of a sudden we got to go in her sexuality we got to judge her we got to call her a hoe so much of this is based in religion yes and and misogyny and just the idea that there's women that carry condoms so they can sleep with their boyfriend or their or their or their husband or whatever like it doesn't mean she's just going to the club fucking everybody not that anything's wrong with that but the idea that her hitting the uh activation button on her own sexuality immediately takes you and shay b and so many other men directly to the but what about these hoes point is exactly why i find it ridiculous and it's why it's why i started trolling these dumbasses because it's really really ridiculous to, to to jump off the diving board to this point um animal thug tatum says i have never seen a female condom for sale anywhere i don't know how a woman would react if i pulled out something that's not as available as a man male condom it's like a two dollar bill <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you know they are around but not heavy in circulation <laughs> <laughs> everybody go what's that is that real that's the that's the funniest one uh lanelle says uh i agree with you on this one rod the female condom is a device that allows a woman to control sexual safety instead of having to trust a man's use of a condom women can have the option to control contraceptive the contraceptive seems like a brilliant idea to me especially if women are in a situation where they care trust themselves care slash trust themselves to ensure the safety more than they trust their partner so to me i believe it would be conceived as fairly thoughtful of a man uh, if a man was willing to give a woman that option by carrying female condoms, I think it's crazy that some of the same women that went in on Shay B for basically calling women sluts for carrying male condoms will turn around and insinuate that a man is gay or promiscuous because he carries female condoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like in it, in jest, there's some truth. And in the article, I did point out real responses of people telling me like, well, if a man carries a female condom, he's probably gay. It's like okay that's not a fact either apparently uh you don't know that on female condoms they say do not use for anal sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's on the package package. yeah it's not designed for anal sex Mm -mm. never used for anal sex but okay um that's pretty hypocritical isn't it nonetheless i don't think either party should be discriminated against for insurance sexual safety if that means for doing if the means for doing so are legitimate keith says safe sex is safe sex it doesn't matter who is carrying who is carrying what, but what, but that somebody is carrying something that will prevent disease and unwanted pregnancy. I am about people being responsible. I couldn't see myself getting ready to have sex and say no. That condom scares me. Could you imagine the same thing if a woman pulled out a condom and it's like, oh, oh, I don't know how to wow that. Oh, a male condom that is a little ridiculous, man, lady. You're being weird. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I don't know. You got anything? A female condom instead? Uh, don't, ah! don't know how to use that. that is, wow, you're a weirdo. Um, hostile tweet says, I don't see what the big deal is. They gave out female condoms for sex education when I was in school and everyone learned how to use them. But even armed with that knowledge of how to use them, many female, many of my female classmates chose not to do so. And now at the core of that, I honestly feel like 
that is part of our society and that's part of gender roles too the mm-hmm. men are supposed to pursue sex and yeah. be prepared for sex at all times so obviously only a man condom will work in this situation and i True. think a female condom is uh somewhat empowering just the idea of it you know how impractical it may be but still the idea of a woman being like this is for my body and my choice ain't that the truth i don't feel like there's anything wrong with that um i however for several years kept both a male and female condom in my house so that women would have their choice of the condoms ribbed for her pleasure or made for their body shockingly most of my female friends went with ribbed for her pleasure it was only once that i even attempted to use a female condom it was because i ran out of male condoms and since i It was like, hey, we still got a condom. You know that nigga turned into MacGyver on that shit, boy. It's like, we're going to make it work. The yes. A- wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got a condom, baby. I got a condom. The 18 theme music started playing. <laughs> yeah. Give me a safety pin. It tra- and, a, and a toothpick. We're going to make this work. We're going to make lubrication, baby. So he says... Uh, it was only once I even attempted to use a female condom. It was because I ran out of male condoms. And since it was already hate and hot and heavy, she agreed begrudgingly, I might add. But after we got it, got it on, she changed her mind, feeling turned off by the change in gender roles, no doubt. I say no doubt because it couldn't have been the 15 minutes we took putting it in. I. <laughs> <laughs> yes reading instructions a female condom is like let's put that fucking desk together you gotta pull it out read instructions f slot a going to slot b wait a minute is that a picture of your ovary or your uterus i don't know is that a picture you're floating to damn it i don't know you had to go pick up a couple of day laborers from lowe's to yeah, you, help you you be like what what is it the slot a going to slot b wait a minute is them them the eggs i don't know i have no idea oh man uh, I've never been to this part of Pussy Town before. Ever. We got we 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 need to know what's happening over here. What is uh, that building? He says, uh, I admit that I tried to put it to put it in because it was made to put put in her, right? I was the one to try the first try hopelessly to get that ring around the cervix, but hey, what more is that than fingering, hmm? Nonetheless, it's she got a little she, bit more complex than that, baby. Nonetheless, she got annoyed and took over and even and ever since uh, and ever see took several minutes even she took several minutes to get it on properly and then once everything was ready she said she had the nerve to look at me and say the mood is past ridiculous i say reverse <laughs> <laughs> lch says okay okay hate the female condom or the male condom bill gates says make a better one so yeah she put a link to bill gates talking about female condoms and yeah maybe they do need to make better condoms and that'll solve everything and and the thing about the female condoms i think they need to make it quicker because that's the thing you have people not knowing what they're doing and and i don't understand what you're saying about a male condom it still takes time to put on a male condom but for a lot of people they go well it's quicker than me filling around finding out what the fuck my cervix is popping it in and you're like you know what fuck it you know we fighting 15 minutes we could have been fucked by now um the episode 440 the mcwesley pipes the show that we just did uh yes uh thursday right Mm -hmm. Thursday. um we had uh some comments on it on the blog and uh let's see what that is uh two fish says man haven't heard the show yet but seen the buzz on facebook i figured now is a better time than ever to add that reoccurring donation 
i think i listen to your show more than watch than i watch netflix and that's eight dollars a month so i'm justifying it blam keep your head up and that good work on the podcast thank you two fish thank you sweetie mike in london says yeah hope you guys are okay i haven't heard the episode yet i like people just <laughs> went to comment i wonder if they think they think it hit players like welcome to the black guy who tips. oh god oh. for like three hours what are we gonna do what is we gonna do james damn damn <laughs> damn uh, i got fired on my day off again <laughs> i shouldn't have stole them boxes oh <laughs> uh, Lionel, Lionel says, really hate to hear about you being, you're being laid off, Rob, because I know firsthand the uncertainty that comes when you lose your job, even though you hate it showing up every day. Nonetheless, this is probably one of my most favorite and inspirational shows. I was highly encouraged by your outlook on losing your job. A lot of people t- said that. They were like, mm-hmm. man, I really appreciate the way you took that loss to, of that job. Yeah, I like the, the way you're looking at it. I was I'm like, like, nigga, I was, as far as I'm concerned, you is free yeah but i was man i I was saying man like uh uh having a good support network of fans friends and uh karen especially in my corner uh it definitely does make you feel more proactive instead of being like what did i do wrong it's just kind of like yeah you know what fuck them they didn't know what they had you know let's go and 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 also uh and me I, i remember when we first started and got a few podcasts underneath our belts Roger would tell you, Roger always say I'm a dreamer. Like the shit I, we're getting ready to do. I talked about this when we first started. Roger kind of gave me the side of like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll kind of see where this goes. I was like, look, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. He's like, calm, calm down. We, we, yeah. Well, Karen names stuff that takes a lot of work. Yes. But she says it like it doesn't. You know, it's like, well, all we need to do is that's, create our own podcast and network. Right. It's like, yeah, well, uh, okay you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like like I, that take time i don't even know how to do have the shit you demanding yeah but yeah 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 it's like <laughs> they should be able to go to the show click on the link and the link takes yeah. them to our house yeah. and they can just pop out of a machine watch us do it in the house i'm like karen that's, especially that's, when i ain't got put no work behind it yeah right i'm like this technology doesn't exist it's, they should be able to click on the link it takes them in the time machine this is the way they need to do it they can you watch know, the episode you know. we recorded already yes you pledge you read the book you just tell me what i need to do i'll help you and support you right. i don't know you know it's just like, i don't know where the hell we going but i'll be here and support you wherever right. we go just to make it 3d yeah we'll just start with that I'm like okay Karen. um i was uh you have a passion and a skill and those two uh, and and those two things will suit you in the show very well i was also overwhelmed by how perfectly supportive karen was about your job loss her outlook and support was positive yet not pity and she wasn't panicking or overreactive while mm. still being empathetic uh for me it was as beautiful a beautiful display of love and what i hope that my love will be like with the woman I marry. So I end by saying that you guys will come out the better on the back end. And I'm going to be here as a fan the whole way through. Peace out, guys. Thanks, Lionel. Thank you. And I think for us, I, I've been unemployed, too. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that we've both been through this process before. Yeah, I remember she said, I, I'm unemployed. I said, get a job, nigga. Oh, my God. What is we going to do? What is we going to do? Damn. Damn. You let me down. You're disappointment. And then uh, she smacked me in my face, said, get yourself together. I said, oh, <laughs> it was it was the 50s. It was, everything was in black and white. Now, I was supportive, too. Yes. And, um, it, and it's one of those things where put like this, being unemployed, it's never fun. Please don't get me wrong. But. 
I hate dealing with people, especially when I put like this. When I graduated from college, I took about six months off before I even started working. And I went online and was looking at things like that. I love my mama very dearly, but she old school. She she like um, I could spend like eight hours online make uh, applying for jobs. But because I'm sitting around all day, she thinks, well, you're not doing anything. And I had to explain to her, but she still don't understand. Mama, I can't go tapping door to door. They're going to send me to the Internet. Like, you don't understand. It's like them days of, of burning, you know, gas and all that shit. Them days is old. People going to look at you like, why, why are you in here? And uh, we didn't call you for no interview. Why are we looking at you? Mm-hmm. And so uh, during that period of time, she would pressure me. You ain't find a job yet. You ain't find a job yet. Why? The ho- and it yeah, like that's me. Like, like that's helping. The fuck off, and it stressed me the hell out right. it, very, very terribly. And so that's why my outlook is very different. I'm not going to stress him out. I'm not going to rag him because odds are he wants it more than I want it. So why am I ragging him about some shit that's going to benefit both of us? It will come in due time. You can't rush the process. Yeah, the only thing I worry about is that at some point I'm going to feel... Like, I just need a job. I need a job. Cause that's what happened the first time is that after uh, a few weeks or so, I just started having this feeling of like, well, I'm not doing anything, but I think having the show and just learning different things that we can do, exploring opportunities with the show, it will be different because that's fulfilling. And in my mind, I've had nothing but work shit I want to do for the show for three years now mm-hmm. and, but no time you know or, or if i would have taken the time it really would have just been like i have no life other than podcasting and then get my ass up and going on this it. job mm-hmm. so um you know i want to at least take the opportunity you know basically got uh you know a couple months to be able to figure something out uh and fig- explore all these possibilities um and it's better to know and then to not know so Ain't that's true you know and, and like i said uh you being supportive is above and beyond because you know while a lot of people would just be supportive like well uh you'll find another job everything's gonna work out Mm-mm. i'm like job i'm like you know what job okay like 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 to, to me job is like a second burner almost it's like mm-hmm. yeah you know i understand we got bills and things like that's one of the things i go you know what get on your grind you get get to doing whatever it is we need to do because mm. you got time and you there's always time to look for a job always. Right. But at the same time, I'm serious. I don't want no woulda, coulda, shoulda. I right. want to do it now and just feel like what what would happen. I want to yes, at least know that's right what could happen. Um. Uh, let's see what else. HC says, Rod, you and Bomani are single handedly keeping the unemployment rate high. <laughs> sure are. Yeah, me and Bo, I've uh, lost yeah. a few jobs. Yeah, yeah, twice for him too, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, maybe more than twice for yeah, him. Yeah, maybe probably several times for Bo. I joked to Master Payne because I too got laid off this past week. Obama's economy. What can you do? I know. I found it interesting that you started the podcast during the last time you got laid off because I started listening to this podcast around the time I got laid off last. Mm-hmm. Seems like your uh, our recent job experiences are weirdly co- uh, synchronized. Knowing that there are people out there with shared experiences helps with tough times. I guess I'm trying to say stop getting fired so I can keep a job, nigga. Uh, I work on that HC. Yeah, and, and 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 you know what the thing about jobs? Sometimes I wonder is that a cultural thing? Uh, because you know a lot of times when white uh, when a lot of white people lose their jobs a lot of times their family 
don't really immediately pressure them to go back to work. But for some mm-hmm. reason, black folks are like, nigga, get a job, get a job. You ain't working yet. Get a job, get a job, get a paycheck. What you, what you, what you get work, work, work. And, and, and you're like, well, damn it. And you end up taking anything and getting a miserable ass job and getting shit you don't want just to get them to shut the fuck up and leave you alone. It's so when funny. When it doesn't benefit you. It's so funny because, uh, white people that don't know black people, think it's the exact opposite of and that. it's not black like, folks I don't know, will ride your ass i don't know any black people that are cool with you not, not working to have a job not working like it's, 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 this shit is gonna get real interesting when i'm telling people like yeah man uh, i'm not working but i'm well i'm working but i'm working as a podcaster for myself mm-hmm. and what i'm trying to do is this they're gonna be like yeah yeah so what's your real job though what's yeah, you know, you know what? We go get a job. You know what? Because you should probably get a job. Sh- you know what? Shout out to Devin. We got white folks' dreams now, and we're going to go <laughs> on about it and live our white folks' dreams. Selling ice cream on the beach. Yes. Even, it might not make a damn sense to you, but damn it, it's our dream, and we're going to live it. <laughs> till the wheels motherfucking fall off. I'm serious. I sometimes I don't think people understand the stress and the pressure that they put on people when you go, well, well, why ain't you got no job yet? And you look like motherfucker, I've sent 200 resumes out since I've been off work. I've been on five interviews. I'll sometimes I've been two or three times and they just ain't hiring. And people don't want to hunt. Why ain't you working? Why ain't you working? And you just want to stab them in the goddamn eye and say, get up my motherfucking face. Uh, the poll for the show is, have you ever been laid off? Yes, no, or never had a job. Never had a job, 5% of people um, listen to our show, never had a job. 40% said no, they've never been laid off. 55% of people have been laid off at some point. Yeah, most people at some period of time have been laid off. It makes you feel alone, but it's actually unifying, man. A lot of people have gone through it. Anthony Animal Thug Tatum says, August 15, 2008, I was laid off after work, working for my company for seven years, eight months, and 15 days. I was really sad at first. I met a bunch of people that became lifetime friends. Shout out to at Terrell 713. And since I work in the mortgage industry, I wasn't sure what my next move was because most of our competitors were laying off as well. It was a real shock at first. But when I started getting some service and unemployment at the same time, it was Chipotle days and kettle one nights uh, every day for me. Honestly, one of the best time periods of my life looking back. Yeah, I don't think in North Carolina you can get severance and unemployment at the same time i have to look into that but i don't think you can if you do it's like you ain't making no money no way yeah i don't think you can but i'll check again i gotta spend a lot of time with my brother and my best friend just doing random stuff and it wasn't such a a thing as no for me at the time i know you're supposed to save money and be smart but i was having such a good time (laughs) i'm now back with that company after only being gone for five months i would like to say i'm a little wiser with knowing what to expect and knowing it's not the end of the world when you lose a job and it's not. Nick the Jew says, Rodrigo, how in the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> I blame the ratchet middle name on Facebook. You know what? I did change my middle name to stunting all these haters with a Z. Uh, ah! Like a couple of days before this happened. Uh, let that be a lesson to all y'all. The middle names will get you young. Seriously, sorry to hear about your job, young. I think it's uh, for the best. Y'all have a very loyal fan base. Sit back and watch the donations flow in. I don't know how they do it, but some folks manage to make a living off being a blogger. And I think you had the goods to do it, too. You certainly know them. Ask them how they're doing it. As the deaconess of the church arrived, I say members of the congregation dig into your hearts and your wallets and help good brother Bishop Roderick out. Karen Boo, happy birthday. 
thank you have a drink uh on me i love you both and miss you so much oh my first job out of college was a startup for it company they downsized so i was laid off i went to work for a web van right afterwards then they closed i lived off severance for three weeks then worked for a temp agency i was put on three long-term assignments one of which turned into a five-year job so since i started working when i was 14 i've been unemployed a total of three weeks that's how i got the good white girl credit hey where is chill i miss her all right peace um yeah the other thing too is like i've always worked and that's one thing my father's instilled in me like same thing here i've had a job since i was 15 like i worked at mcdonald's when i had to like leave when uh the sun went down literally Mm -hmm. was my employment job uh when i can only work register and clean bathrooms Mm -hmm. so you let them know that's all i'm doing too yeah so there's never been a period of time where i haven't had a job so um, i think that was part of the mentality that kept me at that terrible fucking job yes and i know for me uh being unemployed is almost like a death for some people it's a process and sometimes people don't understand at first you go through denial Mm -hmm. you know and then you go i was like no this is not happening yeah for literally then you go through acceptance Mm -hmm. i was like oh i accept that this happened yeah i mean i mean you really do you go through phases and i was angry yeah, then you go to the Son of a bitch, you laying and, me off? And, and, and then if you don't, uh. Then it, I start bargaining. I was like, I suck your dick, please. Just let me keep my job. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, and then if you're not careful and you're not in the right frame of mind and you don't have a good support group, you can literally get depressed from not working if you're the oh, type of definitely. person that always works. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I, when I was unemployed, I literally went through a phase of depression. And when you're going through that phase and people still, you found a job yet? You found a job yet? You be like, oh God, will y'all leave me alone? Yeah. Don't ask me that shit on Twitter. I'll block you so fast um tony says i've never been laid off mainly because my company prefers to cut employees hours so much that they have to quit i did have a job where the owner couldn't pay his payroll company so which meant we didn't get paid for a week we wouldn't open the restaurant without those checks isaiah says on the bright side at least you're not a cornball brother (laughs) thanks isaiah (laughs) chuck spear says i've been laid off a few times and the sad thing is the most of the times are companies going out of business once I went into work and the company just wasn't there anymore. Oh, it was shit. a black modeling agent agency slash acting school. It was called Honey Child. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> but at Honey Child, you ain't gonna get no check. Honey Child, we is closed. Oh, Honey Child. Oh, that's what they say when they let them go. Yes. Um. All right, man. <laughs> we got these voicemails. Let me play these voicemails too. Oh boy. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is your friendly neighborhood preacher's son calling in to check on you guys. And I was just wondering, where can I get some of them good cookies that y'all was talking about with Miss Kanye Breast? Or can I, uh, as I like to say, Miss Kanye Breast? Um, could you um, send me that information? Because if those cookies were that good, I really want to get one of those cookies. So, holler at me on that information to the rest of my CBGWT family. I love y'all. Y'all stay positive. You enjoy your Easter weekend. Uh, wear bright colors. This weekend, I will be wearing some very bright colors to church because I will. I'm going to sucker. Yes, I am. I'm going to be looking nice and green because it's Easter Sunday coming up. You have the yeah. pastel colors. Well, you all take care. Have a good weekend, a good month, and a good spring. I'll- Peace. Thank you. 
um yeah i put it in the chat but it's carnal dish on twitter at carnal dish c-a-r-n-a-l-d-i-s-h just uh hit them up on twitter uh you might want to get on that email list because uh i them, scrambled them shits be moving quickly yeah i scrambled so fast and i got that email yesterday i mean thursday i was like you know what this will get me out of my unemployment uh blues uh i'm a treat i'm a treat through it ain't that you know? the truth times you gotta treat yourself through it. um all right next voicemail um boom what up mr rod miss karen how y'all living it's your boy, uh, Keith from Dallas. Um, comment on ex- uh, episode, uh, 439, Bow Down Bitches. Um, out here definitely, man. Um, honestly, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to follow that, bro. Because actually, Karen is white. It's, it's pretty much, I don't know. But funny thing is, you're white also. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty much, you can use that for anything. It really kind of depends on the person. I mean, and, uh, and the injury. I mean, Kobe Bryant had a high ankle sprain. I remember that injury. Um, some cats can't play with high ankle sprain to say they like dog. But them, it, that shit maybe two to three weeks. But them, but for Kobe, his pain tolerance is damn legendary at this point. Yes, you know how is. he can just like take that shit. And I had a high ankle sprain. I played ball for a lot of years. A high ankle sprain, dog. Honestly, that shit. Got me to the point where I can't even wear high tops when I play ball. I got play, I got play ball in, in low tops. You know what I'm saying? I had to wrap up every fight, and I was down for a couple of weeks. My damn self, I couldn't take the shit. It's rough. And the torn pectoral muscle. I mean, hey man. Initially, I don't think they know shit. <laughs> so they didn't say I didn't tell them because hey, you just don't know. He had no X-rays. He had no doctor look at it yet. So both of y'all are actually right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this episode was great. There was a lot of random thoughts. I can honestly be like, I feel you. As far as trash talking in the gym ride, hey man, if you say the wrong thing, what's to stop somebody from whooping your ass? I just wanted to know that one. Because it looks like you were going like cutthroat like a motherfucker. Because <laughs> I just seen somebody use your tactics and the shit went sideways and it ended up somebody got to fight behind that dumb shit. I'm not not saying that your plan didn't work. I'm saying be careful where you try that shit at. Because you remember that basketball court where, you know, when you, I guess when you were in college that you didn't like Seabrook Park. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or, matter of fact, try that shit up in Fayette. Uh, I think it's what, Fayetteville that you said? Yeah, like Seabrook Park. Try that shit there. And let's see if that shit worked then. I'm just saying. That might be a good experiment for you. No, it wouldn't. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> But I wonder if you tried that shit in in that hoodie ass place, would you be out in that place? That was a damn good episode. Oh, he brought it back. I was about to cuss his ass out. Uh, fuck no, I'm not trying that in, 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 uh, at, at Seabrook Park. I, first of all, man, I only talk friendly trash. I don't like, there's a level of shit talking where you have to fight somebody. Yeah. I never do that. that line, no. Like, it's not even worth it to me. Um, I don't ever do the like, uh, fuck you mm-hmm. or, um, cuss people out or, uh, I never, um, threatened anyone to a fight or talk about going outside or anything like that. I've had a few people try to be like, um, 
well uh i've even had a few people like try to escalate it into something and i'll just calm them down dude it's like uh the movie life of pie um when you're on that lifeboat it's just you and that tiger you gotta look them in the eyes and be like no richard parker no 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 richard parker no. and i you know i talked down that big ass uh bahamian motherfucker that was about to fuck me up man i just looked at him in the eyes and i said no richard parker you're not gonna fight me and no. he was like i shall fuck you up boy i was like no so he's not having this yeah so it can happen bro just um you know another time i remember these 15 year olds wanted to fight me like there was like five of these niggas and they was it was at seabrook park i wasn't even talking shit but uh i hit a three and after this kid had been fouling me all day and been talking shit to me and so i hit the uh three-pointer and uh i was like get up and then he was like get up what you say what you trying to do and i looked over and uh i was like I said get up and I looked up and I seen like three other 15 year olds getting up and I was like I don't want to be the first nigga get beat up by four 15 year olds at this park today so uh I said man it was nothing don't worry about it and he was like no what you trying to say I was like nothing man I'm just playing basketball like so you just have to look them in the eyes let them see that you're not fair, uh, afraid of them but that you still respect them because everybody just wants to be respected mm-hmm. and um you know slap that stick at their feet and say no Richard Parker here richard parker and then they'll go to the back of that boat and they'll sit there you know they will at the end of the day you're in the boat together man you're on that court um all right but that was a funny joke though i like how he brought it back (laughs) yeah Yeah. i would have got knocked out i probably been out indefinitely yes you would have until i wasn't anymore hey what's going on rod and karen this is daryl from the stroud low cash podcast just wanted to hit y'all up, man. Definitely want to give y'all props for the Huffington Post. Uh, look, that was a good, good look for podcasts and us all us grinding, doing our thing. But uh, I got some beef with y'all, man. This is Uh-oh. I'm mad about these Tippy Awards, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm like, damn, man. The first place people, you know, we wasn't on there. I felt the trail locals wasn't on there enough. Mm, to mm. get the re- proper recognition. Everybody was on their way more. We was on that one time. We Y'all were like Gladys Knight and we was the tips. You know, <laughs> we just need a little bit more wiggle room for the people who feel us more. I don't, and you know, maybe they didn't like us. Maybe they didn't like Javon. Maybe they thought that he was a virgin and stuff that didn't ride over well and everything. But at the end of the day, just wanted to give y'all props as, as well, though. But other than that, though, just messing with y'all about all this stuff, man. But, man, y'all keep on popping and everything, though, man. And uh, keep it moving. Peace. Uh, that's my man dig game the only thing yes, y'all that, go check them out the only thing that bothers me about this voicemail is that he didn't hit us with a and everything <laughs> like I, I listen to their show and I, I pretty much play a drinking game whenever dig game says and everything uh it's time to take another sip yeah i love it like i just even like because you know uh jamie fox was in that movie and, and, and everything and uh they they, was, they, they take, <laughs> soup, take take a shot take a shot yeah straight out of low cash y'all go check them out and we definitely got to get them back on again yeah i promise we'll get y'all back on man but yeah it was a lot of coordination behind the scenes to get them on in the first place but uh we're gonna have y'all back for sure yes man. sir uh and uh everybody loved the show nobody yes, they nobody did. had any issues like we got a lot of feedback a lot of feedback uh, from you guys and we always get uh we always we also get listeners that hurt us on your show, show that like us man so you know good on good on y'all for helping us spread the word for the show man thank you thank you all right next voicemail and What's everything up, folks this is leonard aka huff post lb <laughs> calling in to say what's up <laughs> wanted to give um 
Some love to everybody in Black Access Nation. Haven't called in a little bit. Just want to say what's up to everybody. Um, I checked out tonight's episode, Thursday's episode, and heard about Rod unfortunately losing his job. Um, that kind of sucks, man. Uh, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but it sounds like you were in really good spirits, though, and that uh, you and Karen are looking at it as an opportunity to, you know, move on to something bigger and better. So I definitely want to, you know, give you some love, man, and, and, and some good good vibes sent them your way. And hopefully it is an opportunity to do some of the things that you, you know, you wanted to do and, and, and always, you know, dreamt about. I know you and Karen talk about um, having these conversations about things that you'd like to do with the show and, and, and with the brand that you're trying to build. So hopefully this, you know, this situation will allow you to do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and maybe even bring things to you that, you know, you haven't even thought about. You know, sometimes we have opportunities that come our way that we don't even really consider when we sit down and dream about stuff. So, you know, I wish the best for you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all definitely keep on doing what you're doing. Love the podcast as always. I just sent in um, another donation, so hopefully that'll help you keep the lights on, you know, for another little bit. Yes, sir. Um, I'm at two minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and end the call now. But um, <laughs> just wanted to send, you know, some more positivity your way, brother. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to listening to all of the great things that y'all got going on. And, um, you know, just just keep doing your thing. All right, man, I'm out. Swag. Swag. <laughs> Swag, my brother. Uh, thanks, Litter, man. I appreciate uh, the love and support, man. Yes, uh, thank you, sweetie. Like I said, man, is crazy i was thinking about last night it's a bit humbling to have a support network around you because i often don't uh think about it you know what i'm saying like i don't uh it's not like i walk out my apartment in real life and i'm like yeah nigga five thousand followers look over my head don't you see it (laughs) we don't even think like that yeah so is i kind of forget i've also made people my friends on facebook that are fans of the show Mm mm-hmm and but i'm never really on facebook so i kind of forget about this shit and then when i posted on facebook like hey you know lost my job or whatever they started and hitting you up so many people man like such an outpouring people on twitter uh google plus even people emailing people like it's crazy man like uh to have that kind of support around me uh without really thinking about it um because i still consider you know uh I, I, like I said, I don't consider us famous or celebrities or stars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, it was humbling, man, and uh, I appreciate it. Like, yeah, s- yeah, cause like, like I said, we're going to get you that dream. You've been saying you don't want to be famous, but you want to be famous enough to sign some titties? <laughs> we is working on that goal, sir. <laughs> titties signing famous. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ryan Ken. This is Josh from Melbourne, New York again. Um, just wanted to say I'm listening to the show, uh, Thursday show right now. Um, and yeah, sorry to hear about you losing your job, but I just really understand where you're coming from and being in an environment where you don't feel like you're being appreciated or being utilized correctly. So I feel like if you feel like I'm uh, messing up this voicemail, uh, if, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have notes right now. <laughs> Did he eject oh. on his own voicemail? He was just like, you know, because things is hard these wait, times. Wait a minute, you got, you got shit on, going just, on in the uh, background. Hold on, uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to hang up. Let's start over. Hey, Rod, this is Josh from Alberta. I'm going to try this again. I had a complete brain fart. Basically, what I was trying to say is, sorry to hear about you losing your job, but like 
the type of person that just from watching the show and seeing the type of individuals that you are, you guys are, you guys are gonna you're gonna get back on your feet pretty fast. And just from hearing that you're thinking about monetizing the show, you gotta start somewhere. Like people didn't think people were gonna pay for TV at a certain point, and HBO came along, and that we already know what happened with there. So if you guys feel like you're worth paying for, we are gonna follow you. The Black and Hard Tips Nation is definitely gonna put in on it. And as you already see with people who donate and things like that, we love your show. You guys do an awesome job, so just keep doing what you're doing. Um, also, I sent you an email, and I'm kind of sending the offer that I put in the email just because I already feel that you're probably just going to take off. You're not even going to need any offer that I put in the email. Um, you'll get it when you read it. Um, again, sorry about that, but you're going to get back on your feet. Uh, great job with the show as also, always. Um, and I'm watching my school lose right now, Go LaSalle. Uh, and peace out. Uh, I don't know if they won that game or not either. I didn't watch that game in the tournament, so I hope y'all won. But thanks, man. Thank and, you, um, sweetie. Yeah, I, a lot of people are opening doors and reaching out, and uh, you know, just uh, it's, I'm very appreciative, man. And I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't know. I don't feel like I failed. I don't feel down. Mm-hmm. I don't feel. I feel yeah. like happy and. Like I have an opportunity and uh kind of get to see what happens um, mm-hmm. when we make some changes to the show and 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 uh see you know just see what we can do man and yes, see it. if people are digging it and and, it's, and, it's, and it's if not I just get another job like yeah which is fine but my thing is like it's almost like exercise all options right um before that and it's one of those things where i think because we've been talking behind the scenes a lot of people are gonna be very very pleased mm-hmm. with some of the choices we've made and things like that or some of the decisions that are, are coming forth so I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually and getting to the point where we begin to lay a lot of things off there are some positive things more shows and stuff like that so it should be fun ride yep um all right let's go to the next voicemail hey rod karen what's up how's it going um yeah so rod i heard the bad news man and uh, i just want to tell, tell you to you know to cheer up uh, you seem pretty you know daft about it anyway but uh i've been unemployed for about maybe six or seven years um, I used to be the hair on uh, the front of LeBron's head, and uh, <laughs> um, my story is um, went to sleep. Then next thing I know, he woke up, and I was still on the, on the pillow, and uh, I've been back on his head since. So um, hopefully, you'll find work quicker than I will. Uh, some of my friends got lucky, and they're still trapped in his headband. But um, yeah, man, it, it ain't been too good for me. But uh, think about you, man. Hopefully, you get back on your feet. Uh, much success and, and luck to the blackout tips. So until uh, until next time, hopefully, I find someone else's head. But uh, peace. Peace. Uh, thanks very much, Ty. Uh, oh, my, uh, I'm sorry that you got laid off, man. Yes, uh, I hope you find some employment soon, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, you can find some hair, somebody's head to be on uh, soon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Rod and Karen? Uh, it's cute entry three on Twitter, Miles Long, the official cute dog of the show. That was good. For a long time, love the show, love the interaction between you and Karen. But really, was just giving a call because uh, Rod, you inspired me on the last episode. You, you know, you went through the hardship of losing your job, man. But 
you keeping your head up, you staying strong, and you talking about how you about to go follow your dreams, man. And that inspired me, man, because a lot of us go to these cubicles, man. We sit there all day, every day, and we got so much stuff we'd rather be doing, but due to other responsibilities, we just feel locked down and chained to these jobs, man. So just knowing that you're about to go out there and follow your dreams, and I'm listening to the show all the time, and I see how good y'all are. I know y'all got big things on the horizon. And I just want to say some one fan, man, thanks for inspiring me, man. Thanks for keeping y'all show funny, keeping it ratchet, man. I love y'all, man. My favorite podcast, y'all and Firestarter, man. I just love y'all, man. Just keep up the good work, man. I know the best is coming for you, Rod. Big up, man. St. Louis, peace. Oh, man. Thank you, Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate it, man. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm very positive about it. Uh, A lot of fans are very positive about Mm -hmm. it um and uh yeah hopefully i could just turn this into something that uh makes people like and love the show even more mm-hmm. and all the other things we're gonna do for the show uh but uh I, like i said i wasn't even it's funny because i wasn't like i'm about to inspire these niggas today Mm-mm. i was really like i just don't want to cry on the air talking about i was like my job we ain't gonna cry yeah. i was like ain't it i was like what's what's so sad yeah, like that's why, but when I was coming up with the show notes for the show, that's what I was thinking. It was like, well, just don't cry on the air thinking about getting let go of a job. Cause like I said, it's like an ugly woman breaking up with you where part of you is like, good riddance. Bye, ugly woman. You were mean and rude. And then there's another part of you that's like, but, but why you break up with me? I was better than you. I was supposed to break up with you. You know, so, uh, I was glad that, that I wasn't, uh, in that type of space so uh just talking about it and i think also when i was talking about undervaluing yourself and being trapped in a job that is still emotional to me just thinking about it and talking about it so Mm -hmm. that was a little bit different um uh and that actually i think would have gotten me down but karen's is such a positive influence and you know i know people is popular to say like self-esteem comes from inside but sometimes sometimes having somebody behind you took took. blowing wind in your sails it it does help you believe more Mm -hmm. in yourself and what you can accomplish so um yeah i'm I'm trying all that credit goes to karen really yeah take a look it's in a book reading rainbow you know you can fly twice as high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm, I'm 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 serious i'm 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 but it is i'm the type of person as long as you ain't doing shit to put your ass in jail baby i'll support you to the end <laughs> right um it seems like a low bar but thank you i appreciate it i'm serious like i ain't i ain't going to jail for you no bullshit like that Man, but. I, I feel like mm-hmm. you might be you might be sizing it up a little bit if i came home and was like i ain't do shit today and but at least I ain't going to jail. You'd be like, nigga, no, you gotta do something now. Yeah, I put like so this, and, not, I, and I know you gonna do something, <laughs> right? You know, you put like this. I'm just giving you the bare minimal, <laughs> right. but I know, put like this. I know you're gonna exceed my quota, right? So I ain't worried about that. But you know, <laughs> anything else, we, 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 I support you. Just nobody tell Harpo to beat me. All right, here's no, the next. I uh, beat Harpo. Next voicemail. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. Jay Rod, Tamboy, Philly Falcon, a lot of the South. So I know y'all ain't heard from me in a while, so I've been catching up on episodes, trying to, trying to listen. But, man, I hear you, Rod, about that job second life out of you, man, because this clip mine. Uh, shit. It's about a few weeks ago, man. I told these motherfuckers, y'all can suck dick. You know, y'all can suck all the chill dicks. I straight up, I straight, I straight up told my manager, like, yeah, five o'clock, I woke around, I was like, man, this is my last day. 
Wow. It was funny because, man, like, I told my coworkers, I was like, look, man, I can't. I was like, if I'm, if I'm a, if I'm a crash and burn, I gotta crash and burn on my own terms. Now, Rod, I know you're older than me, you know, you got like real life fucking problems. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You, I'm still in college. Like, I'm still in school. Like, I got minor shit compared to you. But that same struggling feeling of, of <laughs> the job strangling your throat, this is real, man. People need to understand this shit, man. Sometimes you just gotta say, fuck it. Now, granted, you got laid off and I quit, but I feel you, man. I hear you. Word up, dude, because people understand, man. When, you, when you're not happy or, you know, you don't feel fulfilled at your job, that pays a toll on people. It pays a, a significant toll on people. You can make people go crazy. It's like people go crazy. Like, I've seen it happen in front of me. So, yeah, man. You know, well, congrats on your newfound freedom, I guess. Uh, Enjoying the podcast, man. All right. Peace. Peace. Uh, that, that is the most relevant voicemail he has ever left pertaining to the show. Yes. I got to get fired more often, man, because that was concise. Uh, to the point. Made a hundred percent sense. It all ended with, uh, it even ended on point. I, I was expecting some type of weird reference to Arizona, Arizona State because the tournament or something. Mm-mm. Uh, I don't know what them weeks off did for him, but, uh, maybe he went and got his mind right, came back focused, ready to do some good feedback. And, uh, I appreciate the effort, J Rod. Uh, me too, sir. You know, uh, even, uh, I even give you the Jam Boy 55 coming from the South Side and everything this time. Uh, normally I just make up something funny, but I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I don't even know how to, I just gotta go to the next voicemail. Just (laughs) thanks brother. Sincerely. That was, it's amazing. Kevin said that shit that go off to the, and it's raining outside and it's 20 degrees. Like Mm -mm, none of that stayed Mm -mm. straight on the top. Wow. Thanks J rod. Thank you, sweetie. That was a good call, buddy. Good morning, Rod and Ken. It's your boy Tay rail something 13. Initially was gonna call just, you know, be like, I went to PAX last week and hung out with Amber P like live and in person. And I just thought to call you guys and just, you know, say, Hey, how dope is that y'all are like the center of this, you know, I don't know, universe that is has makes it possible for me to just kick it with, you know, strangers but who are basically good friends. Being corporate America fucks you this week. <laughs> I feel like I need to call just to be like I guess the same thing. I'm a... Uh, one, you know, whatever. I'm, 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 I got your back. I'm supportive of you and anything and any ventures you take for, so you don't have to go back to corporate America. But uh, also, just in general, man, I just I want to call the show love you cats for just making greatness possible. You know what I'm saying? Who would have thought I would have hung out with Amber P in Boston? You know what I'm saying? Just because I was going to a video game convention. That's greatness, right? That's fantastic, and I feel like that radiates from from you all. Like you, you and Karen are like the center of this, and. Uh, have brought us, brought, like I said, perfect strangers together just to hang out and show love, and it's pretty damn dope, man. <laughs> and lady, as it were. So, <laughs> like I said, just wanted to call the show up, so, so support, and uh, there you go. He's just that. Peace. 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 Thank you. Amber's cool. When, yeah. One day we're going to meet her in person. Yeah, Amber's sweet. Yeah, man, that's dope, man. A, a bunch of people I've, I've uh, hit up, hit us up and like said stuff like, well, if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't have met this person or, you know, yeah, whatever. We see, so. Everybody meeting up with everybody but us. So, you know. Yeah, well, we're going to, I think if, 
depending on what the money looks like and when we monetize it and uh what kind of support we get from the fans uh we'll probably be able to do like a meetup or something and, and yep, that's the goal um you know hang out with all the fans and see some of these crazy motherfuckers in person um uh, and all that stuff like that's a that's a big goal of mine and mm-hmm. i would like to get that accomplished uh this year um yeah, make it a big event i'm looking forward to it. yeah so uh i feel like now i have the time to at least do that um no not in florida uh but i feel like i had the time to at least consider that and and get it done and uh uh it's really gonna kind of be up to the fans if we can get it done you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh but it's something karen i've talked about constantly for yes. like two years so yes, we have um you know it's just when do you have the time and you know there's vacation like i had 10 vacation days and four of them are spent in the hospital so it's like yeah you know shit like that where it's just like well this job shit ain't gonna allow that but um yeah i'll we will definitely uh work on that um and uh hopefully we can do it somewhere where everybody can come hang out and uh you know uh and have a good time we and i'm probably we probably won't do it in charlotte or well yeah. we'll see what the money looks like i don't yeah. know maybe i'd do a kickstart or something but yeah probably somewhere maybe in the dmv somewhere in that area yeah that's all i was thinking about because mm-hmm. so many people we know are already up there and uh it's kind of between new york where we have a whole lot of fans and uh like atlanta where we have a lot of fans Fans. and uh it would be cool to just kind of hang out with y'all and uh shoot the shit man so um all right let's uh get into some emails and i think that's the last segment i would open up the phone lines but it is we've already been here for a while um show live tweets from uh peyton uh who writes in um rod just wanted to say your live tweets of shows you're watching are the best. Thanks, man, because that's probably what loses me the most followers yeah. on Twitter. Um, cause, uh, <laughs> that's, that is, um, the, the most controversial shit. It's like the people that love the shows love when I do it. Other people are like, fuck you and, uh, don't, you know, and then they won't mute me or whatever or mute the hashtag. Cause I always try to use a hashtag when I'm about to fill up a timeline full of angel tweets or Buffy. Yes. And you can block those tweets and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you and, 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 easily and, mute those tweets. Yeah. And, and while you're talking, I'm, I'm going to say this and I, uh, Roger, Roger came here. He's here. Asked me, baby, 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 are you okay? Cause, uh, I got kind of angry because, uh, what was the walking dead? Mm-hmm. And uh, we live tweet The Walking Dead, and I know like the, they don't show them all at the same time. They guess they show at nine o'clock, regardless of what coast you on. Mm-hmm. And since we're on the uh, East Coast, we get it before the people on the West Coast too. I don't have a problem with that. Oh wait, I already know what you about to say. Say this for the show tomorrow. Okay, we'll make it a. We'll, we'll talk about. It. We'll talk about it on the yes, show. Yes, let's do that. All right. Um, but uh, so he says you got me into doing it. That's the thing. I think everyone should live tweet that shit. I don't even know who these people are. They're like, how dare you be on social media? It's so much using, fun. Using the social part of media to hook up with other people that are into things that you're into and make jokes about it and laugh and have a good time. Fuck you. So you should be in your house being quiet and not saying anything and only following three people. And like, it's like, what do y'all think social media is for, man? That's the truth. Blow off some steam, man. Nobody gives a yes, fuck. Yes, and I'm going to tell you right now. Talk about your shows. What, what I've learned over the years that I've been interested interactive on twitter 
Twitter makes watching live events so much more fun. It really is. Bad. Basketball games, football games, even know. just TV shows. I, yes. Uh, Kanye Brass, when you were in the um, hospital, it was Kanye Brass tweets that got me into watching the Friend Zone show. Oh. So I, I just saw a couple like, what? I was like, what are you watching? Friend Zone's on MTV. Next thing you know, I was watching it, man. So it's a lot of, um, unity to be had that way and mm-hmm. I, I really don't knock social media i don't knock people with they uh, you're oversharing i don't knock any of that shit because to be quite honest it's the quote-unquote oversharing that got people to uh, give us money to do a podcast it's what gets mm-hmm. me to uh buy kanye breast cookies uh for the first time and then the second time is just an addiction to the crack that's in the cookies but yeah you know is is that <laughs> that is that kind of shit though that uh that brings people together so you know but but if people aren't digging it you know they'll unfollow you or whatever and, and it'll be fine but um i'm glad that people are picking up and doing it on their own shows um it says learning from the master it's funny to see your take on old shows like buffy and angel i'm sure you have a pretty long sh- list of shows to tweet yeah i do man yeah me and roger talked oh, about man. it and y'all ain't seen nothing yet because uh, I gotta sit my ass down and, and I'm like seasons behind on a lot of this shit. So I'm about to do marathons of shows. I'm just gonna sit down one day, turn on that Xbox and watch for hours. So yeah, it's about to get really interesting with my timeline too. I'm probably gonna lose some followers too. But you should check out Banshee on Cinemax. It's pretty great. From the movies and shows you talk about, it seems like you would like it. That's all. Keep the tweets coming. Peyton. Thanks. I will keep them coming. Yeah, I, I, and in fact, I encourage people to use the hashtag. So if I'm tired of looking at it or don't want something spoiled, I'll just just mute it out. Uh, Josh writes in, sorry to hear. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Joshua from Mount Vernon, NY. I was reading your Twitter, my Twitter feed and saw you were laid off from your job, and I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry to hear about that. And I'm sure you will find something else soon. On a lighter note, I just wanted to comment on some of the things you guys talked about in episode 439. I feel the same way you feel about the new Beyonce song. It is almost like Kanye was in the booth with her hyping her up, talking about they tried to say Taylor Swift had a better video than you. They tried to say your pregnancy was (laughs) fake. Tell them bitches to bow the fuck down. The song itself is fire and is and I'm not that much of a Beyonce fan, although I respect her hustle. Twin bed sex is definitely the worst, but the absolute worst is lying down in the bed together after the sex. Yes. Oh, that's when it's breakup sex. That's why. Yeah, because can't nobody move. And then Roger is like left-handed, I'm right-handed. Don't yeah. let us be side-by-side. Side. Party over. Like breathing all into your chest and shit is hot. Like turn on the air conditioner on the fan. Um, being all sweaty and hot and still having to lay next to that person in that small-ass bed, LOL. <laughs> yeah, it's like you put your arm across the bed and your arm is also hanging out of the bed. Yes. So it's like your arm is longer than the bed. Yes, and I'm short, so I basically can, my, enough of my body can fit in it, but Roger's yeah. body's longer. Anyway, great show as always. Keep doing what you guys are great at. Better things are coming. And also, below in my signatures, a company I work for, a staffing recruiting firm. I don't know if you've ever worked with one, but we have an office in Charlotte. Check us out. Uh, I don't know. I have to look at that. Um, we work with all types of companies, depending on what you do in the real world. We might be able to help you out. No promises, though. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out and talk to you <laughs> guys keep later. Keep it real. Right. It's like, uh, you promised me a job, Joshua. You a fan of the show, and this is how you betray me. Like y'all kind of ratchet, so I don't know. I don't right. know if there be no businesses to support you. Be on the show talking shit, do the interview like 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 it's a podcast. Um, <laughs> it's like, sir, uh, uh, hi, uh, uh, come on in the office. Who the fuck is this on the phone paging me? Hey, welcome to Rod and 
Rod's interview. Uh, straight out no. of Korea is his next one. Straight out of Korea. Uh-huh. Well, it can only be one man. What up, Rod and Karen? Normally I call, but that's expensive now, I think. I'm really not sure. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Javen Jones, a.k.a. Adjective J. Yeah, you can spread my government name all over the Internet. I don't care. I'm in South Korea. I was yeah, they don't have no internet over there. Mm-mm. I was sitting around listening to episode 440. First of all, I'm sorry to hear about you getting laid off, Rod, but it sounds like the job was rough. And though rough money is still money, you can pop your popcorn anytime you want. I'm gonna pop popcorn as soon as the show's over. I don't blame you. Son. Anytime you want to. I've never been laid off before, but I have been fired from a job. I used to work at a warehouse, moving heavy stuff in my arms and back, and occasionally a forklift. Anyway, long story short, I hurt my back, got pissed off, and threw a 50 inch TV not the best decision <laughs> got fired but as i was walking out of the building it afterwards it felt fantastic it felt good because i hated that job hated it yeah man i did feel so good leaving i was i was trying my best to look sad but i was just smiling in my heart like oh i've never yes. had to see you again no more having to clock in uh use my car my car to to get in the door four times, no more having to clock in and out on that uh, fucking scanner. You say that again. Um, that doesn't always register my clock ins, and I was it was making me look bad because I'll be like, I need you to put my clock in for seven. I was here and the shit is not picking up my shit, and people are just like, I don't know what it is. Probably was them taking me out of the system. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but you know, fifteen minute breaks and shit. Like I went from a job where it was just like. I want to go smoke a cigarette. I don't smoke cigarettes. But I'm saying if you wanted to go smoke a cigarette, you just go out and smoke a cigarette because you're a fucking adult. Why would you go take 35 minutes to smoke a cigarette that takes five minutes to smoke? We trust you, right? That's why you made it past the interview. This shit was like, you were two minutes late back from that 15-minute break. Was, was Something happened? It's like, okay. All right. Well, I'll see how this is. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Um, and there's a whole lot of like, hey, I'm cool with it. But the the managing dude over me, he's the one that doesn't like that. And it's like, you know, a lot of that where it's like, I feel like I'm always watching my back. So I'm glad to be out of that situation for now. Yep. Anyway, looking forward to future episodes. Also, Karen, happy upcoming birthday. Also, you're awesome for being supportive of Rod like a podcasting ditty. Later, Jay. Oh, and Rod, you are the chosen one. Take that, take that. That's what I'm saying. We would start making that money. I'm going to say, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> and beatbox in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, wait and see. Uh, bet you didn't know there was a show based in Charlotte, N.C. Dear TBGWT, love the show and the pure ratchetness of it all. Anyway, in reference to the subject of this email, there was a show made in the early 90s on Nickelodeon called My Brother and Me. That apparently took place in Charlotte. The yeah. sad, I didn't know it took place in Charlotte. I've heard of the show. I just didn't watch it. Uh, the sad thing about this show was the fact that it only lasted one season and was the first show on the channel that featured a majorly black cast. They wouldn't, they wouldn't end up doing that, uh, somewhat again to years later to Romeo about Lil Romeo and his dad, Percy Miller, aka Master P. Yeah, that show lasted a few seasons too. But even that show required a suspension of disbelief considering that they adopted a little red-haired white boy and never got the episode with a visit from Uncle Silk or the very special episode dealing with Uncle C Murder's legal troubles. Oh, Lord. Uncle <laughs> Silk, the shocker was on that shit. You know, his lines would be behind everybody else's. It'd be all yes. off rhythm. They'd be like, so, they'd be like, Uncle Silk, can we go play outside? Now, boy, what I tell you about throwing ball in the house. I'm like, what? 
What, what's that beat? I, I don't, what is he <laughs> rapping to? Nobody else hears this, son. The closest I saw Nickelodeon come to showing a minority family predominantly was on The Brothers Garcia, a well-written show in the vein of Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, keep up the good work. In light of Easter, Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and the government is lying about 9-11. Hewitt Freeman, blackness to the obsidian powered, Howard T. Smith. Thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you, sweetie. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know what that pertained to. <laughs> Did we talk about something that, that uh, I don't even think it matters. Uh, of course, the official white man of the show, uh, Jay writes in, maybe you can K-A-T-G ish with this shit talking about making like a K-A-T-G type, uh, oh, VIP membership type yeah. thing. Um, take steps to do stuff you've been wanting to do to bring your marketing and presence to another level. You didn't get in the HuffPo for nothing. You and Twib are the yin and yang of black podcasting. Hold the reins at the tippy top. There's no reason why the blackout tips can't become a real money maker for you and Karen like KATG is or at least a serious supplement. Rock that severance and unemployment money and strategize. You got this, Rod. Yes, you do, son. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Um, time to ham. Uh, sorry to hear you got laid off. That's fucked up. Now that you're on extended vacation, it's time to double down on the podcast like a motherfucker. All TBG every day. Uh, LTBGWT every day. I'll hit that donate button for Peyton. Thank you. Like at this point, people just, people just busting Ray Lewis speeches up in. His- yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it. You can do it, brother. You've been, you're the chosen one. <laughs> uh, crying homeless lady. Uh-oh. This is from uh, Tim, a.k.a. People's Critic. He said, what up, Ryder Karen? This is uh, at People's Critic. I haven't written in a while, but I've been enjoying your show as always. I wanted to give you a quick story about this homeless lady in downtown Seattle. I call her the crying homeless lady because she walks up to people with an ugly cry asking for money, snot nose, and everything. Uh-huh. One day, me and my boy were coming out of his coffee shop when she asked for $5 to get a foot long for Subway. There's a Subway one block down the hill. My boy said... He take he takes her to get a sandwich and she insisted that she's going to the subway on the other side of downtown. Yeah. She was running five dollars. That's right. So he's like, Well, I'll take you to get the sandwich. I I love when people call homeless people's bluff. And it's like, No, I okay, I just want crack. Uh <laughs> my boy said if you want the sandwich, he'd walk a block downhill with her. Now at this point, her crying stops and she yells, Just give me the money. <gasps> that to change, yeah. Nigga, what? She was just crying like somebody died. Now she got Barry White bass in her voice demanding money. My boy said, hell no. She turned around and kept it pushing. This same lady snatched money out of my coworker's hand, too. I see her running up on white people paying, playing her little, playing on their white guilt. I just give her the side eye and keep moving. Wow, that's a hustle. Anyways, I heard about Rod losing your job. I hope you make it rain with the severance and show the white man they don't control you. Keep your head up, man. I know when I had a rough time at work a few years back, your show really helped me get through. Hearing you and Karen tell hilarious stories and talk about different topics literally stopped me from going crazy, and I'm not joking. Uh, you all also introduced me to a whole podcast community that has kept me sane ever since. I pray you stay encouraged and stay positive. Most of all, I hope you stay happy. Thanks again for keeping me going each and every week. Also, I hope you talk about G.I. Joe retaliation, specifically why RZA is so pressed to be Asian. What's up with that? <laughs> we'll talk about that too. For real. Ooh-wee. Ooh. What's up with that? Seriously. 
nigga, I was so mad. As soon as I see him on the screen, I was like, nigga. We said the funny part, we said that like at the same time. Like yes. we both looked at each other like, you gotta be kidding me. What a size. The fuck was he doing in the, f- uh, you know, yeah, what? like I said, we, save it for another Yeah, time. cause I'm about to say, this gonna be a 15 minute conversation. Let's talk about that tomorrow. That nigga, man. Nothing has ever ruined a bad movie for me before. That came dangerously close. Yes, it did. Uh, anyway, also, word on the movie streets is Pacific Rim and Man of Steel will dominate this summer. I hope it's true. Y'all be easy, Tim. And so many good movies coming out this summer. I definitely, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Want to see Iron Man yeah, and Star we, Trek. Yeah, and, we, we getting full reviews back on the horse. Yeah, and the trailer for Wolverine looked dope. It did, didn't it? So, uh, Joseph and Mary. Hey, Rod and Karen, with Easter Sunday around the corner, I wanted to ask if you're going to church this Sunday. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Show up and wait on me. We'll both be surprised. Yeah, right. I know, right? My Easter Sunday question is of the variety. Yeah, right. My Easter Sunday question is of the ratchet variety. People hardly ever talk about this. How do you picture the whole scenario going down with Mary telling Joseph she was pregnant? I think I've talked about that before mm-hmm. on the show. I think that's one of the funniest Bible stories ever. Keep in mind that, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the name of the show was uh, Joseph was a simp. So go yes. look it up, man. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind that women used to get stoned in those days, so you know she got re- shit got real. Matthew's one nine, New International Version. <laughs> you know, gotta have a remix of the Bible. Uh, because <laughs> Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. LOL. Yeah, I bet he wanted a divorce. I'd love to be a fly on the wall during that argument. Mary. No, really, Joseph. I'm a virgin. Joseph. Yeah, bitch. Word. <laughs> the very fact that an angel had to appear in Joseph's dreams to let you know Mary was about to get choked. Yeah, he probably was in his dreams like, you are uh, the father. Not the father. Oh, but yeah, you know. Sorry. God is the father. You, yeah, you, you, you're not the father. You need to pretend to be the father. When it comes to the... When it comes to the life of one week old Jesus. You, you, you sure Reggie didn't play that part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do your thing, man, from my man in the bleachers, a.k.a. Mike Feld. He says, what up, Roddy Karen? Oh, yeah, you know the blackest white man. We know going to support this. What up, Roddy Karen? <laughs> Obviously, I hope all the stuff goes well, and I'm rooting for you to be super full-time podcast life. As you know, I made the transition, and that was the best thing that happened to me. Karen, your mindset on this about made me cry the girl i was dating not the girl now was the total opposite of that she was the you need a job you need a job get a job get a job now get a job now plan it was ridiculous Mm -hmm. and rod we have to get up sometime during the day i'm wide open ha yeah we do man go out and drink or something real talk the theory of now is the time because if i don't try i won't respect myself is perfect Man, if I fell into take in, into the take a job, get a job mentality, I'd never be where I am. Leap of faith, bruh. Your talent and your work ethic will get you through. As for Karen, the fraudulent relationship advice coach, you can only be a successful man with a leather wallet. What does a stainless steel money clip say about me? Am I a loser? Oh, the humanity. <laughs> yeah, Karen, this is why we don't have uh, Ask Karen account okay you don't you don't want you don't want to ask karen to count. yeah number one she doesn't have a penis so <laughs> can't be doing can't be doing that kidding karen can't be an advice coach she's a woman oh lord <laughs> exactly exactly women's can't give advice on account of their vaginas mm-hmm. it makes it impossible uh <laughs> rod count your tank loud and proud for lululemon or as you say i mean wait lululemon or as you say, Lulamon. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Lamont, I choose you. I told you. Lou Lamont. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, Lou Lamont got hit by Balbazor. Lou Lamont, Lou Lamont. Yeah, Lou Lamont. He'd be like, and, and it'd be one of them things where it'd be like, okay, Lou Lamont versus Pikachu. Fight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Lulamon, and then I always wonder how they know. Lulamon evolves. I always wonder how they know what the Pokemon is feeling just through inflection. You know, cause it's, it's really just, you're just hoping that the person on the screen can translate it and that's what you believe they're saying. But they could be saying a bunch of shit like, I don't want to fight no more. It's like, yeah, Lulamon's ready to fight. Cause it's all in uh, Japanese and Chinese right. anyway, so yeah. I'm a slave. Mm-mm, he's saying, he's just saying his name. Uh, I'm not a fan of your pit bull segment, which is becoming a thing. I don't think you're putting enough blame on the owners, but given your take, I don't expect you to agree that owners can influence how a dog acts. Good luck with everything. <laughs> um, Hey man, here's the thing about the pit bull segment. Uh, I want the owners to go to jail. So I don't, I'm not blaming the dogs at all. Uh, I think it's like, that's like blaming a gun for going off on somebody. I'm exactly blaming the owners, and sometimes the owners are the people that get attacked, you know? Yes, they are. But, and, um, for the record, I'm not looking for these articles. They just, the shit happens. I go to the place I normally get articles from, and it's like, pit bulls kill somebody. I'm like, God damn, again? What am I supposed to not talk about it? I gotta talk about it, bro. So it's, you know, uh, I, I don't wanna be, uh, the kind of person that's like, I better not talk about this. People love their dogs, and, you know, but no, fuck that. I think the owners should get all the blame. The dog shouldn't get no blame. Like they keep putting these dogs down, but it's like the dog was a pit bull before. He just been a dog. Yeah. Now I don't know if you know maybe they have done that science or something, and and dog, human flesh is just like cookies Yummy. to dogs. You know, it's like it's like Kanye breast cookies to dogs, yeah. and once you pop, you can't stop. So I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a thing. Honestly, Felder, I don't know why they keep killing the dogs. But I don't think the dog should be in, get in any trouble at all. I think if something happens and it's your dog and it's one of these pit bulls or uh Doberman Pinchers, whatever type of like, quote unquote, attack or dog guard dog, your ass should go to jail like you attack someone. And yeah, and people people keep giving them sympathy because it's like, well, they killed his son. It's like those are his fucking dogs. If a gun had killed his son, wouldn't we be like that's an irresponsible gun ownership? Yeah, dogs, guns, same shit to me. Mm-hmm. Be mad about it, people. Know the email address. <laughs> Got number time in my hands now. Um, uh, keep doing the great work you do from Brandon. What are how are you doing, Rodney Karen? This is Brandon, aka Bill Monty. Uh here to show some love for the work that you do with your podcast. It helps me and many others get through our day. I first stumbled to, onto the podcast through watching Rod on the Evening Jones and how funny he was, especially with the T Bow madness going on at the time. Praise him. That was my dog, man. Yes. Uh, if he could get back to luckily winning them games again. Oh, yeah. I'll be right back on the bandwagon. He will rise. Oh, yeah. He will rise again. The prophecy has foretold that he is the one. And through him. He get on the right team. I'm mm-hmm. be praised people again. Through him is salvation. But the Jets are non-believers. Heretics, I say. Yeah. Stabbed in the back by his Judas toe-sucking coach. So I decided to give the black guy who tips a listen and was not disappointed as my expectations were exceeded. The episode that sold me on the show, uh, more than anything was the Simpin' Saturday radio feedback show from a year ago, episode 295. As a retired simp who already has his jersey in the rafters and the likely first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer, 
More like Hall of Shamer, you ask me. <laughs> the show really hit home. With those days behind me, it was great to laugh at the sipping songs with the commentary of you two and realize if I didn't already how silly of me it was to be living that life. With toddler nephews who will one day grow up to be young men, it is important to let them know that Uncle Brandon did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. Ain't that true. By listening to Each you- one, teach one not to be a simp. <laughs> All right. While listening to you guys, I've also come across two more of my favorite podcasts, Insanity Check and Where's My 40 Acres. Shout out to them as well. It is also great to see how supportive and great of a wife Karen is to you, Rod, and is and is inspiring. Seeing that kind of love gives a young brother like me hope that true love can be had and it's not just a myth. Mm-hmm. It's even, and it's black love, too. I know. <laughs> That's unreal. They told me it was a lie. And I'm not angry. The devil is a lie. Hopefully you have, uh, you're having to leave a job. You having to leave a job will only lead to bigger and better things for you, two of you. And we, the fans, are here to support you as you have helped us so much with your entertainment. If karma is real, then it is only right that you will be left with a better situation than the one you just left. Whether it's the podcast taking off or some other blessing, keep up the awesome work, you guys, and much love to the black guy who tips. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, sweetie. Um, Terry S. writes in, damn, Rod is a statistic now. <laughs> Karen Rod, good morning. Good morning. So Rick Ross is telling the truth now. Oh yeah, of course it was a misunderstanding. Man, if that nigga told me the sky was blue, I'd say he was lying. Right? He's a pathological liar. How the fuck if he would just be like, well, he cleared it up. He said it was a misunderstanding. Like, oh really? The way he uh cleared up getting shot at, the way he cleared mm-hmm. up when he passed out with seizures and shit, but nothing was wrong. Come on, mm-hmm. man. We all know he's a pathological liar. It's bad enough we still have Justin out here raping bitches. But also Ricky now, too. Ah! Justin will be on the show Thursday. Yes, he will. What's worse is that a bunch of dudes were in that studio when he recorded that, yet they were too busy dick riding to tell Rick that shit isn't cool. Either that or they don't have a problem with it. Yeah, McMill McMill was probably there yelling and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Normally, I'd say sorry to hear about you losing your job, Rod, but you'll be fine. And yes, I know people say all the tire cliches, oh, it'll work out, one door closes, etc. cetera. Uh, a lot of people told me everything happens for a reason. I was like, that's fine. I, I haven't rejected anyone reaching out with anything. Cause somebody told me if someone tells you everything happens for a reason to slap them, but I was like, no, no, I'm, I appreciate anybody that, that feels anything being about positive. it. Thank you. Yeah. Being positive is the biggest thing to me. In your case, I truly believe that because you already have the podcast established, now you can really spend more time doing what you love and get more sponsors. Who knows? Maybe you'll realize your dream of getting famous enough to sign some titties and Karen can sign chest. And then Karen wouldn't have to beat you anymore. <laughs> oh, or, Lord. Or would she? Mm, mm, she would. You never know. I'm working out, too. Hold on. Did you say severance pay? We don't know about any of that action here in Fort Lauderdale. That's right. Florida. Sigh. These people down here are cold. They'll cut you at a moment's notice for whatever reason. I got severance pay one time ever down here working for a mortgage bank. It's pretty rare since the state doesn't require companies do it. For the most part, there's no unions either unless you have a government job. Why do I live here again? Probably for the, the pretty weather. You must like the, you know, you must like almost dying. The fear of death is not among you. Karen, you're right about black people needing to expect more for their product. Count me as one who would gladly pay a subscription fee if it ever came to that. It's obvious many others have your back already. Quote of the week goes to Karen. She might have a knife outside her purse. Mm-hmm. 
y'all kill me with that blog man later special ops thanks man we appreciate it peace and the last one is uh mr span he said big opportunity what's happening fam i don't know if i got this in in time for the feedback show or not you didn't all right guys talk to you guys tomorrow he did been, oh been busy been kind of busy with the moving stuff in order uh but i just wanted to say i got a ton more respect for you and how you handled the loss of your job i don't know if i ever could have been uh, could have ever been as cool as you were about the entire thing especially knowing how well you performed at work dude part of me inside is mad about the fact that i know i did a good job mm-hmm. and it's the second time this happened to me like yeah neither, neither time was he had nothing to do with yeah, it, it wasn't man. about his performance or anything like that and that was one of the things we talked about, and I told him that I understood that frustration, and that's why I said if we gonna if you gonna work that hard, put that much time and that much effort, let your name be on it, right? Because I won't fire me. Like, and the thing, like the thing is, like, uh, it it would be different if I was like, well, I did get written up that time, and I just did my performance appraisal. They said I needed to work on a lot of stuff, and then they let me flawless. go. So hey, I get it, man. My performance appraisal was flawless flawless like it was like oh no you did everything it was it lasted two minutes because it was that good you know what i mean so it was like one of those like well this definitely can't be about me so that was good and then you know they laid off like 20 some people they said like a bunch of managers got let go and stuff so hey it, it happens i don't know how those people's work ethic and it, shit was it but, was beyond your control and that's the thing yeah Things happen beyond your control, and if they're beyond your control, then you shouldn't even get mad about no, it. No, and that's how I feel. I literally feel like that. You shouldn't get mad right. about it, and you shouldn't worry about it because there was nothing you could do to for a different outcome. And also, the way I feel like this, just like your job, your, your company is an entity. Guess what? You're an entity too. I don't think people look at right. themselves as a business. Just like they did what's best for them, you as a business need to do what's best for you. And you as a business, because you the CEO of this business. I don't know what I am, vice president, treasurer, everything else. The, you know, the whole board. But wherever the CEO going, uh, that's where the whole company going. You'll be a co-CEO, Cam. No, I couldn't do this without you. And then also, um, uh, I know I've never not gotten a job that I interviewed for. So... And because I've always had that attitude in the interview of, well, you have to convince me to work for you as much as you, I, the, no, much as vice versa works. A lot of people don't look at it like that. But, but um, I forgot that lesson. I need to take it with me even every day of the job. It can't just be that one time during the interview. It has to be every day, like looking around, like, I don't think this is a good environment and I'm better than this. So. Yes, yes. And on top of that, that goes back to most people don't know their worth most people yeah uh like like you who kind of think outside the box and have these dreams and visions and stuff like that like you were saying before how people said you can't put a value on that and that's one of those things well okay you might not can put a dollar sign on it but you know what i can put a dollar sign on how much i'm worth yeah um the loss of work nowadays is just terrifying to people in most cases rightfully so but the way you handle it brother you're a stronger man than me and i know the process is a whole lot easier having a woman like karen hold you down to support you and encouraging you the whole way that's a, a beautiful thing that's a beautiful in these days a rare thing so with that i'm going to try and double up on my donations to the show as a show, show of support of two of my favorite people thanks for the thought-provoking commentary and comedy you provide i'm sure this episode was just an opportunity for something better now let me get off this phone these boxes ain't gonna move themselves much love fam peace 
Yes, get the moving. Faster. Yes. Get the hell out of there. And can't Mr. wait Spade. till you get situated and get back on your grind. And we definitely got to get you back on again, brother. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, all right, man. Um, I appreciate everybody that came out, listened to the show live. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes, yes, y'all. I got to get some more, uh, confirmation from some folks, but, uh, might tomorrow not, should be a fun show. Might not, might be a show you might not want to miss. Um, no, I don't think but, they uh, will. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Of course, uh, blackouttips.com, about section, all the support stuff. Oh, and from now on, if, uh, you're listening to this later, um, if you want to, uh, watch, uh, the replay of the Spreecast show, cause we play music before the show starts. Mm-hmm. We answer questions after the, the show, show is over. Yeah, you don't get that um, just from listening to the podcast. People have comments and stuff scrolling mm-hmm. all across the screen. You can just go to the blackouttips.com and it's the first post on the page always. Mm-hmm. So you can watch the, uh, replay right there. You can, uh, even see what was said in the chat room and everything. So. Yep, you see it in real time. Yeah, just go to the blackouttips.com now. So if, if you ever see we have a live show, show and you don't have a spreecast link just go yeah. to the blackouttips.com yeah, or you miss it yeah if you missed the show and you want to watch the replay so all right baby until tomorrow love you you too baby Mwah. Mwah.